Good morning. Morning. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Uh, sounds like I have a hot mic. That's very exciting for a preacher. All right. <clears throat> Welcome. For those of you who don't know, I'm Jason. I'm the lead pastor here at the Oceanside Sanctuary. It's exciting to be with you this morning for worship. It feels a little bit this morning like I've lost control of this church. Uh, all kinds of things are happening up here without me, which is fantastic. I'm noticing things like somebody decorated that cross and I have no idea like when or how that happened or, you know, like, but anyway, it's just, I don't know, it's just really hitting me this morning for the first time that this place is really getting away from me. Uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, and much of what we're doing today represents, I think, our congregation embracing that this place is bigger than one person it's bigger than one personality. It's bigger than one role. It really is a congregation that comes together and uh, unifies around the gospel and makes those sorts of decisions and proclamations together in the community. In that spirit, I want to invite a few people to join me up here today. Now is normally the time when I talk for you know about 20 minutes, although I know it feels like 40 or 45. Uh, Today, I'm not going to do that. We're not going to have a traditional sermon today. I have been teaching on community, the topic of community out of Acts chapter 2 for the past month. Today, we're going to have a dialogue together as a congregation about how you are responding to that idea of how Acts chapter 2 is hopefully stirring our imagination around what it means to be a community. So along those lines, I want to invite Janelle to come up. I want to invite Roy to come up. I want to invite Lucy to come up. And oh yes, Tina, of course, to come up. That was definitely not me muting you in the background uh, earlier. Yeah. So these four folks are going to join us for a little dialogue today about what it means for us to lean into and live into the reality of community. Uh, these are some of the most amazing people I know. Would you give them a quick hand so that they're not... Before we do this, however, I'm going to create a small nightmare scenario for the introverts in the room. Yes, I know that you know what's coming. I'm going to ask you to gather into little groups of about four-ish, right? Maybe five, maybe three, whoever you're sitting near. And you'll notice if you received one of our little bulletins this morning, that printed on that bulletin is this question. It begins with kind of a summary of what we have been doing this month. It says, this month we've looked at how Acts chapter 2 depicts the birth of community through three things. The Spirit's inspiration. We see that at the beginning of Acts chapter 2. The Spirit filling the believers, which enables them to, number two, understand others who are different. I made the claim that that whole sort of symbolism of fire coming from heaven was the spirit enabling them to interact with people who are different than them and to genuinely understand them. And that produces, number three, an inclusive and caring community. And I, I resisted the temptation to put the word radically caring in there because I'm a Gen Xer, which means I overuse the word radical and I'm trying to distance myself from that. But <laughs> commentary from the peanut gallery is interesting. But guys, it really is radical at the end of Acts chapter 2. They are providing for each other's needs. 
Uh, and to me, that is amazing. They are practicing mutual aid. So that's sort of the setup. That's what we've been learning this month. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you don't agree with what is written here. That's okay. Now's your opportunity to complain to your neighbor about it. The question is, share a time when you experienced any of these elements in community and how that impacted you. So when have you experienced a sense that you were inspired, I would say divinely inspired, to the point where you were able to bridge the gap with other people who are different than you, and then begin to exist in relationships that are loving and caring? When have you experienced that? Maybe that's recent, maybe it's in the distant past, maybe it's to do with this church, bonus points if it's to do with this church, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's community in your neighborhood, maybe it's community uh, with your family, maybe it's in your workplace or your school, whatever community you're a part of, all of that counts. So I'm gonna give you all about five minutes to share these experiences with each other, and then we're going to process that together as a whole congregation. For those of you who are watching online, I'd like you to do this as well. Feel free uh, to jump on the comments on Facebook or YouTube and share your experiences of being inspired, learning to understand people who are different than you, and then be a part of a community of love and care. Ready? Five minutes starts now. Go ahead and find some people around you to have this little conversation with, and we'll wrap it up in five. Hopefully you are learning something from each other about what it looks like to lean into deeper practices of community. I, I want to open it up for those of you who agreed to like talk out loud in front of everybody. Uh, the question is, or it's really, I guess, not articulated as a question, share a time when you experienced any of those elements of community and how that impacted you. So again, those elements of community are a sense of inspiration or filling by the Spirit of God. Uh, so I think that could be uh, one way of articulating that. Number two, a better understanding of others, how that sense of connection with the Spirit of God helped you to understand and appreciate people who are different than you. And therefore, number three, enter into more of a sense of loving, caring community with them. So who would like to share first? We'll go down the line. <laughs> I hate going first. Also, tell us who you are, by the way. Hi, my name is Tina Edwards. I'm on the board for another <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, so uh, I'm a physician that I primarily work in. Um, I have my own clinic, but I also was trained in the emergency department. I think I'm, I have many of these examples in my mm. life. I was in the military and I ran my own martial arts school and but I think the one I'm going to use is the most recent when COVID came to town and all of us were isolated uh, in our homes, except for my people. We were all there in the hospital. And if you're, if you don't understand how a hospital works, there's just many different personalities there. And typically speaking, we're kind of, all doing things all the time. And so it's a, it's already a pretty deeply bonding experience, but when you have a situation where you're going to work and you feel like you're taking your own life in your hands by doing it, right? You come to, I mean, I came to understand that the people around me 
were very much dedicated servants of their fellow humans. And, you know, this is Bakersfield, so a lot of these people voted for somebody for president that I would not have voted for. <laughs> um, and they, they see things in ways very different than I do. They experience Christianity, those that are Christian, differently than I do. Um, but we were all united in purpose in, in a way that made me feel a deep resonance with all of them. And in addition, they were the only people beside my husband and my child that I, were ta I was talking to. So I really felt comforted in an extremely difficult and emotionally trying time. And I don't like emotions in case any of you are wondering. <laughs> so my one feeling was being extremely taxed. And I, and I saw not only that these were absolutely, and, I, and not that I didn't think this to begin with, but these were people of self-sacrifice and these were people of true love for their fellow human. And I felt just a deep sense of peace and belonging when I was with them. And still to this day, I still share just a tremendous bond with the people that I work with in the hospital up there. So I think that has been my most recent and most profound experience of this sense of community. And we really were sacrificing for each other and for the wider community. Um, and I'm very privileged to have experienced it. Mm. That's good. Um, thank you for giving us the questions in advance. <laughs> yes. um, so about, I wanna say it's been about five years. Oh, Who are you? I'm Janelle Coker. I am a minister here at the Oceanside Sanctuary. So, um, so about five years ago, we had a, I think it's been five years, a wonderful man start coming to our church who was a little bit of like a, like, wow, this guy's coming to our church. His name was Rick Love. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick was a, a, a person who had been working for years and years uh, to bring peace between uh, Muslim and Christian communities. And he was a... a PhD and had written many books and um, was known by many. Um, and he came to our little church and uh, we were just so overwhelmed. And he invited us in to be part of what he was doing. And he in, uh, was working with a local mosque in Vista and uh, we had these dinners. So we um, first were invited to their mosque to have a halal meal. The women all sat together, the men all sat together. Um, they invited Jason to preach in their space with their beautiful rugs. Um, and they listened and they smiled and they laughed and we had so much fun. And then they came here and we hosted a halal meal and allowed their imam to uh, share with us. And um, we had so much fun that it was time for their prayers. And they, had, they were supposed to have gotten out of here and, and gone back for, for their time for, for prayer. And we were having such a blessed, amazing time together that they didn't have time. So we ran them up to our tower space of stairs so that they could pray um, facing the right way at the right time. And I, 
I never would have thought that I would have experienced the Spirit of God um, learning about a different religion. I don't know. It's just not something that I had figured I could do. Um, it was amazing and beautiful and um, so much a part of the community that we live in, this Tri-City area. So it was mm. a blessing. That's good. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Lucy Salazar. Um, I am also on the board for more than 15 minutes. Um, I play bass up there uh, with the Sanctuary Band. Um, I am very, very involved in this church, which I deeply love. Um, so uh, what I'd like to share with you today is uh, something that happened very, very recently for me. And it's so impactful. I'm hopeful that I can get through this without crying. Um, so this month has been, as you all know, it's Pride Month. And our sanctuary band has participated in several events, one in Encinitas and one here in Oceanside. And then we had Pride Sunday here. In all of this, I can't begin to tell you the absolute joy that I felt coming together with everyone in that space. But in particular, in particular, there were two men who just latched on to me. And I, I was, I mean, I, they were wonderful. And they're two gay men. They are actually part of our sanctuary church. And I saw them at all these events. We talked. We got to know each other. There was a lot of hugging. There was a lot of talking, laughing. And finally, on Pride Sunday here at church, we're out front having tacos, which is a fabulous idea, by the way. We should, we should do that more often. At any rate, we're out front. And one of them came up very quietly to me, and he's not particularly quiet. He very quietly came up to me, put his arm around me, and he said, God, I hope I can do this. He said, would you be my mom? I didn't even take a breath. I just turned him and I said, absolutely, I'll be your mom. Um, I said, um, I kind of had to stand back and we both sort of looked at each other for a moment and his partner was there and I just hugged them both and I said, I'm so honored to be your mom. So this has impacted me in a huge way. Um, I have a daughter who is uh, married to a woman, so this is not something new to me, this community, but these two men, these two gay men approaching me and asking me, I did not ask them, they asked me to be their mom. I was just floored, and I'm so honored to be asked to be their mom, and so the next important thing is, is when are they coming for dinner? <laughs> right? So, which is on the docket, you know, we're getting that ready, but 
So it impacted me with an incredible joy. I feel so moved by God to step into this. The whole Pride Month has been so momentous for me um, that I just, it was almost like God was funneling me to that moment. I felt him just drawing me to that with, it's, it's now, a, here's a place for you to step in where you're very, very much needed. Mm. And again, I'm so honored and so blessed to have these two wonderful men in my life. And I'm going to say their name because they gave me permission. Mm. Um, it is Andrew, who is in the, the Sanctuary Band. He's one of our singers. And his partner, Antonio. Mm. They are the two of the most beautiful men that I've met. Mm. Uh, sweet. Mm. So that is my story. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, good morning, still. <laughs> My name's Roy. I am not a board member. <laughs> we can change that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I've been coming here for about a year. I've known Jason and Janelle for about 12 years, though. Um, I serve as a corporate chaplain, and then I'm part of a doctoral program at Fuller uh, that hopefully is going to end soon. <laughs> um, this, I really want to hijack this whole thing right now uh, and disrupt it a little bit. Mm. Um, when you sent this uh, to us earlier, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to answer the question, um, not because there haven't there haven't been moments of inspiration or that there hasn't been better understanding or, or inclusivity, uh, but maybe it's the season of life and some of the things I'm wrestling with. Um, I especially have been connecting with the Acts 2 um, passages, mm. uh, uh, and I actually think that uh, the passage is uh, a, um, not just the miracle of tongues, but it's the miracle of hearing, mm -hmm. because in the passage, the people that are speaking are marginalized. They're the ones that are on the fringe. And the ones that are hearing are the ones that are in power. So given that context and all of this, um, usually when I walk into spaces, I'm, I'm, um, if, if you're familiar with power dynamics, um, you know, I, I won't go into details, but usually when I walk into a space that's a, a, a predominant culture, I feel like I don't have power. Mm -hmm. And what's been happening is that I'm walking in more spaces where there are people who are in power who are laying down their power. And one of those examples is my doctoral cohort program at Fuller. Uh, the professor is a white male, very successful author and pastor and speaker and professor. And for the last two years, I've been journeying with this cohort, and we've been talking about power dynamics and leading change. And really what he's pressing into us is for us to be more of who God has made us to be. And so um, uh, being able to, ha I mean, the cohort is like, um, it's like an intensive of like therapy, theology, coaching, ethnicity, identity. It's all of it like thrown, and it's like you're on like meth. You know, like, it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, a couple of days into it and I'm like overwhelmed. I need to get away. I need to process things. But as we're processing like really heavy uh, subjects uh, that are complex, um, there's been moments where I've, I'm, you know, I'm 
Uh, aside from one other person, I'm the only Mexican-American in the space. And usually that's the case. I'm in these spaces where I'm the only Mexican-American, and sometimes I'm only being asked, well, can you share about your ethnicity? And I'm like, I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, you know, uh, why don't you ask me to share about other things that are relevant, right? And so in the discourse, I've been able to, uh, like if, I, if there's something I disagree with or there's something that I experience from a different perspective, it's been a very redemptive space to be able to say, um, I have a different take on this that I'd like to share. I see this differently. And some moments have opened up where it's like the professor will say, I've never ever seen it like this before. I've never experienced it like this before. Or other uh, people who are usually in power are saying, I, please share more. And so the redemptive healing aspect of it has been that I'm noticing in myself that I have more of a capacity to share and speak, but also I'm having more of a capacity of when to shut up, of when to stop talking. Because the fact is, is that like, uh, I, this was not rehearsed or this was not scripted. Uh, when Janelle shared this morning about uh, the issue of abortion, I had posted something yesterday and about an hour into it, I deleted it because what I realized is that the people who need to be empowered are women right now. Yeah. They're the ones that, that need to lead this issue. They're the ones that need to guide us. They're the ones that need to pastor us, mm -hmm. especially men. And we need to be the kind of people that are creating pathways for, um, for women to be able to guide us and lead us through this. And that takes a dying to self, yeah. which the spirit helps us to do. Yeah. That's my That's bit. That's good. <laughs> Hold on to it. Keep it, keep it, Roy. Uh, Roy just got back from one of those co cohorts last week, by the way. So that's why he's like, you know, that's good. Thank you for hijacking that. Um, I want to offer an opportunity for any of you who feel comfortable doing so to share maybe what you all processed in your group. Does anybody have anything that they would like to share by way of a story of your own experience, uh, touching, making contact with this kind of expression of community, or any comments or Questions, I suppose. Yep, okay. Can we get this, uh, there we go. Thank you, and. Um, Who are you? I'm Joey, and uh, for those of you online, I uh, am our Minister of Music, and I'd like to share from the perspective of an event of inspiration um, that has helped me to um, find sort of a more inclusive space. So here in the Sanctuary Band, um, for the first year when I first got here, it was um, a couple of folks coming together who were um, fabulous musicians called to, to ministry but did not um, find necessarily a, a, a calling to lead worship. And I have been blessed throughout the past year to um, be in a position where, um, because of the creation of such an inclusive and empowering sanctuary band, because of the creation of such an eclectic and celebratory musical experience, um, some really, really talented people are showing up. Mm. 
where they may not have found space in other churches, they are being called here. And as your minister of music, it is not my calling to lead everything that we do every Sunday. What God has called me to do is to empower and enable the people brought to this space with musical callings and talents. And it has been really intimidating. <laughs> it has been really intimidating standing next to professional musicians, people who sing in ways that move me to the core of my being, and yet know that I am called to not only sing with them and have fun, but also to figure out what God's calling me to do in their lives. So I guess a better understanding of people who are different, just bringing in the different ex musical experiences and representations into this space um, has called sort of me to grow as a leader and as a member of this church. And that has been the biggest blessing of, of my membership and ministry here at the Oceanside Sanctuary. Thank you, Joey. So I'm Alex. I'm the associate pastor here. I'm going to read a couple of the comments we have online. So shout out to all the people online. I know you can hear me. Woo! <laughs> so Linda said, I have a really diverse group of friends. At the church I was at before, I never felt like all of them would be welcomed and totally included. I found that here. So that's awesome. Nathan also said, when met with exclusivity, starting a conversation with Joey's song, All Are Welcome at God's Table, can help a lot. And lastly, Luna said, this church is a great example of an inclusive community. It's a great blessing. Anybody else? We have time for one more. Yes. It's okay if I give you the microphone? He just encouraged me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Susie. Go ahead. Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Susie. So, Jason, you're actually, I don't want to cry, but I have to. <laughs> it was you that um, spoke to me as a Jewish girl growing up. I was here for your very first, whatever you call that. And um, what is it? It's okay, sermon. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you spoke out of the Old Testament, and because I was raised Jewish, I was familiar with that. And and then I realized, even though I like did this 28 years ago, and I received Jesus in our family, we didn't talk about the guy, Jesus. And so when you, um, whatever it was that you said, like in that moment, it cleared up all those previous years where I didn't know where I belonged, how I fit in. And like in that moment, in that sermon, and I even went up to you after and I go, oh my God, you like just answered it for me. Mm. And so I can walk in that ever since. And that was like six, six and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. when did About six and a half, yeah. I thought it was only five years ago, but mm. time is going fast. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. And I... I just want to affirm that when we have those moments of clarity like that, uh, I'm really honored to have been a part of that. But that's really what we mean when we talk about being inspired by the Spirit of God. Oftentimes we take that notion of being inspired and we 
relegate it to something more mundane than what we talk about in Christianity as being filled by the Holy Spirit. But when we do that, when we speak about being filled by the Holy Spirit in a way that is exclusive to our sectarian understanding of faith, we marginalize everybody in the world who experiences the genuine inspiration of God. Every artist, every creative person knows what that feels like. I think it's extraordinarily important that we include people who experience God in ways that we don't often make space for in church. Uh, and so that's my sermon for today. Thank you so much to everybody who shared. Would you guys give them a hand? So we have a couple quick ways to get involved if you love what's happening here. Obviously, we're talking about community, and there's no other way to experience community than to get involved. So the first thing is, is this month we have our uh, book club restarting with Immortal Diamond, The Search for Our True Self by Richard Rohr. It's an amazing, contemplative, more mystical book about the ways to discover more of your true self. Next, we have a very exciting excursion coming up, our first time doing this, which is very exciting. This is the Family and Youth Ministry. We're doing a week-long high school excursion to Monterey Bay, California for Blue Theology Mission. So this is essentially, they're gonna learn about the science of marine biology and the science and the theology of creation care. So that's really exciting. If you know any teens, if you have a high schooler, let us know. We are starting to plan for that very seriously. And lastly, today, right after church, we're having our annual congregational meeting. So if you feel that you are a part of this congregation, we invite you to stay. It's just going to be 20, 30 minutes. We're going to talk about our new budget. We're going to talk about board nominations and all of that. So we'd love for you to stay right after the service. And lastly, this is the end of June, almost. This is the last Sunday of June. But June marks the time where we have our annual membership drive, where essentially we just want to know what you may intend on giving to the church this year. So on the programs you got, there's a little place where you can write down what you may expect to give to the church this year. This helps us build our budget. This helps us plan for the future. You can also go online as well and do that. So thank you all for being here. I know that this was a really different service and I'm really glad we got to hear from all of you. So I would just say, as you leave today, this week, maybe connect with someone in here new that you haven't connected with. Because part of building community is really getting to know each other. So that's my little challenge for you today. Just maybe find one person today you can introduce yourself to and learn something new. So may the peace of God be with you. Thank you for coming.